Welcome to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. This is a show about pushing through obstacles and hard times in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. I'm your host, Ted Fayton, and it's a pleasure to have you joining us. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's grow. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. We're continuing to do these podcasts on Zoom during the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, it's a blessing in disguise as we are now able to interact with people outside of South Carolina, but also still staying true to our roots of South Carolina, where this podcast is recorded. Joining me today is someone based out of Greer, Jay Hope of Hope Boulevard. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'm having a great time today. It's been uh, great so far. And for our listeners who are hopefully in a good mood as they listen, Jay Hope, why don't you introduce yourself really quick to let them know about kind of the work that you've been doing out of Greer, South Carolina. Absolutely. Well, my name is Jay Hope Sewis, um, and I'm actually a transplant. I'm not originally from the area. I am, uh, but I have been here about 12 years. I, um, I'm from a little farm town in Eastern North Carolina of all things. And nice. I grew up there and, uh, um, that was where I spent most of my life. I did move here in 2007. Um, my, uh, I raised my kids there. Uh, your podcast being no rain, no rainbows, probably being a single mom in a very rural town in North Carolina was probably my rain, but, uh, my rainbows are my two beautiful grandsons. So that worked out really well. But anyway, in 2007, I sold the farm and I started all over again here in the upstate. Awesome. And I, I'd love to kind of unpack some of that, but I know you also do your, your, your blog as well, Hope Boulevard, for those that might be followers of you already that might be listening. And also you wrote a book, um, I believe it was 2017, it came out. Uh, the midlife joy joyride. Talk about that story. How did how was the um, I guess journey of first coming up with the idea to write a book and then going through the whole process of writing it and publishing it? Well, what happened was is when I moved here. Um, by the time I moved here, my kids were grown, and I pretty much started all over again. And so, um, the one thing I wanted to do was pursue my passion, which is writing. I was one of those nerds in high school that loved to do term papers. So, um, when I first started, I was journaling my disastrous first dates that I was going on trying the online dating thing. So I started a blog, uh, just talking about, you know, dating again in midlife. So, um, that's what started the whole adventure. And then I decided again, maybe to morph it a little bit. My middle name is Hope. So I decided to, uh, uh, it, it evolved into something a little bit more inspirational, motivational. Um, but um, the book came about just because there was a there was a publishing company that had seen some of my blogs about the dating, about starting over again, and um, they approached me about doing a book just about that. The uh, being single in midlife is one of the uh, highest um, growing demographics in the U.S. So. We put together a book um, all about starting over again in midlife, whether you want to date or whether you don't want to date, whether you just want to rediscover yourself and uh, pursue your own dreams, which is basically what I was doing with Hope Boulevard. 
I love that. And I think that's exactly what No Rain, No Rainbows is all about, is kind of using the water from the rain to kind of uh, nutri- get the soil nice and nutritious so we can grow our flowers and enjoy our rainbows in the future. So I hope a lot of folks get to check out that book. Um, but with Hope Boulevard, I saw that you have a motto and a, almost a tagline, if you would, uh, Hope with Abandon. Well, what exactly is Hope with Abandon and where did that come about? Yeah, that's my favorite tagline. Um, it just it just came to me. There's um, there is a 14th century poem, and it's called Dante's Inferno. And in the poem, Dante talks about the nine circles of hell, which doesn't really sound very hopeful at all. But um, as he's walking up to the gates of hell, there's this inscription that says, "Abandon all hope, ye who enter here." And when I read that, I'm just like, okay, we're going to flip the script a little bit and we're going to say hope with abandon. And for me, abandon kind of has two definitions. The first one, the one we think about most often is to walk away from. So, you know, my philosophy is we need to walk away from fear. We need to walk away from negativity. We need to walk away from toxic people. We need to abandon the things in our life that are bad and negative. The other definition to abandon is complete lack of restraint. And I love that when it comes to thinking a complete lack of restraint, when it comes to being joyful, being happy, being hopeful, And so that's just my goal in life is to help my followers and my readers just to hope with abandon. I love that. And and I just (laughs) want to mention how for our listeners kind of make sure I I lean in on the point that within the first five, 10 minutes of the podcast, you've, you've mentioned about chasing your passion for writing and that turning into publishing your first book and then hope with abandon. I love, I had to write down complete lack of restraint. Because as when you you mention lack of restraint and just doing things willingly and lovingly, it reminds me of the quote by Frederick Nietzsche. He said, um, those who were caught dancing were thought to be insane by the ones who could not hear the music. And that's pretty much what you're 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 leaning into with with your blog Hope Boulevard, inspiring folks to to be motivational and look look to the future, but also hope with abandoned in terms of have absolutely no restraint for who you are and proudly show who you are. Reminds me of one day when Jess and I walked through downtown Greenville and our favorite song was playing. Um, uh, a man was playing the saxophone and we just stopped and dance. Doesn't matter who's around. Doesn't matter what the world might think or say. Just be who you are unapologetically. And you'd be surprised at how well um, that gets received. What is the, um, I guess, what is the message and the hope that you you hope that folks will get when they come to Hope Boulevard to your blog and read some of your writing. Cause with writing being such a passion, I find it it's, it's hard to write when I don't quite have something to say. <laughs> well, I mean, there are times when I do struggle with um, processing hope in new and different ways, but I do try to do that. Um, I do try to put a different spin on it. Um, there's, you know, there's lots of different, things in life that we need hope in. It's not, it's not just a, you know, a a thing out in the atmosphere. Um, Hope is a confident expectation of good, but you can have hope for lots of things. You can have hope for your career. You can have hope for your relationships with your children, hope for your relationships in your, in your spouse or dating. You can have, you know, hope for your health. There's so many aspects in your life 
that you can, you know, that you can put forth to being hopeful on. So there's, there's definitely lots of different, um, uh, subject matters that I cover in some of my blogs. I've done mental health blogs. Um, certainly I've done relationship stuff and then, uh, just some things to, you know, try to, you know, encourage everybody, you know, because everybody has bad days. Gosh knows I do, you know, and sometimes I'm preaching to the choir. Sometimes I write a blog and I'm just writing it for me, you know, because I know I'm the one that needs it. Um, and I think now, especially with the quarantine and the isolation and the virus stuff, you know, I think more than anything, we need hope against fear because I think fear is running rampant um, it, all over today. And I think we need hope to combat the fear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely have to combat the fear. And I, I love what you said about everybody has bad days because, I mean, I've had days um, working on the podcast. Ironically, one of the most stressful days of my life, I had to write the show notes and the blog for a podcast about relieving stress and relaxing. And it was very... Um, it was a very challenging day, but I think it was a day that actually helped resonate through my writing how important it was. So the fact that everybody has bad days and everything you're doing with Hope Boulevard and the message you're trying to send, it's parallel with no rain, no rainbows in terms of we all have storms. We all have hard times. I say it over and over again. Life is hard, but it's worth the squeeze. And getting through those bad days is really how we keep push, pushing forward. And the hope for the sunshine ahead is something that can definitely keep people moving forward. As you mentioned, <laughs> the fear that run, ran, runs rampant right now, you wrote a blog post not too long ago. Um, it was titled Maintaining Hope During Times of Fear. And I think a lot of folks can resonate with that fear right now, the uncertainty of what's going on with this pandemic. Talk a little bit about that blog post and some of what you covered and how folks can hold on to that hope that's so important now, probably more so than ever. Well, the first thing, um, the first thing that I put in there is that it's natural to be afraid. I mean, you know, as, as adults, you know, you know, we're always telling our kids, don't be afraid, don't be afraid of the monsters, don't be afraid of the spiders. And so we're, you know, we're, we're taught to don't be afraid, not to be afraid, but it's natural to be afraid. I mean, that's a natural response to uncertainty and things that happen that we, you know, that are unusual. So don't feel bad for being afraid. It's okay um, to, to accept the fact. And that's the other thing is acknowledge it and accept it. It's okay. Don't run from it. You know, don't pretend like, you know, run in the sand and just pretend like there's nothing going on because we, we have to face it. We have things we have to do. So in order to make the right decisions and do the right things, we have to accept the fact that there's something going on we're afraid of. So I think it's important to um, acknowledge it and accept it. And the other thing is, is we need to do what we can. I mean, if we just sit back and, you know, curl up in a ball and just wait for it to go away, that's not going to do anybody any good. Now, there are times when it's okay to shut the world out and regroup. But at the end of the day, you still have to get out there and do the best you can. Even if getting out there is just getting out of your comfort zone, maybe you're not even getting out of the house. But you still have to face life. And there are certain things you can do and whatever they are, you know, you feel better. We all 
feel better when we're actually able to contribute something. The flip side to that is we're not going, there's some things we can't control. There's some things that are just out of our hands and that we just have to let go of and trust that things are going to happen, you know, the way that they're intended to happen. And we just have to let that go. Um, the, uh, <laughs> I did, there was a line, it's kind of funny, it's kind of ironic. There was a line in my blog that says, the um, rain, it rains on the good and the bad, and some days your umbrella just doesn't open. So um, I thought that was kind of ironic, seeing as how the name of your podcast is No Rain, No Rainbows. But anyway, um, the other thing that we can do is to educate ourselves. Um, and that can be difficult because there's a lot of stuff out there, regardless of what you're afraid of. If you get on the internet, you're going to find a whole lot of stuff. So, um, you have to be wise. You have to choose carefully who you believe in and the sources, you know, make sure that they're reliable sources, but educate yourself on whatever it is you're afraid of, whether it's the pandemic or something with your health or something with your kids you know, educate yourself so that you come from a position of strength, you come from a position of knowledge, um, and you can make better decisions. And the other thing, you know, the to do is talk about it. Um, as part of being, you know, acknowledging it, it's okay to talk to people, you know, it's okay to say, hey, you know what, I just don't know what to do. This is stressing me out. This is not a good day, you know, and find someone that you trust to vent to. You know, if, you know, pray, uh, talk to your family, talk to your friends. And if it gets really bad and it can get really bad, it's okay to talk to a professional. You know, it's okay to say, Hey, this has just got to a point where I need some extra help. There is no shame in that. There is no, you know, there's no reason to feel bad if you feel like that you need that extra little help, you know, to get you through the hard times. Um, another thing that I think that we should do is express gratitude. I think if we are um, thankful and are acknowledging the positive in our lives, I think we are less likely to um, be focused on the bad. There was a quote that um, I read recently that said somewhere today, someone is praying for what you and I take for granted every day. So there's always going to be someone that needs something that we don't even think twice about having. So gratitude is extremely important too. Yeah. And I think each and every single one of those steps is, is vital and very important, you know, and starting with the embracing and accepting it. Um, it's like the quote, they say, I'm brave because I was scared and I'm strong because I was weak. I think a lot of times there's a stigma to, in terms of what society would think or what people would think my mom, my dad, what would my friends, my coworkers think if I were to just crumble and, and commit and submit to all this pressure, well, we're all feeling this pressure and the rain does fall on the good and bad alike. And, and I think we're all getting wet right now. Some people right. have bigger umbrellas than others, which is okay. You know, if, if I had a big enough um, umbrella, everybody can come stand under this one. But um, as we continue to push through this storm, uh, someone also said, you know, we're all in the same storm, but we're in different boats. 
And it's okay if your boat's taken on water. It's okay if you start having some holes and you have to pail, bucket some water out because at the end of the day, what we can control is what we can control. We can't control the storm. We can't control the rain that's coming down on us, but we can control our smiles. We can control our embracing of the situation and take that water out of our boat one bucket at a, at a time. And before you know it, when the rain stops coming down, our boat is still afloat. So I think that's one of the most important. And I'm glad that you put that first in terms of embracing it and accepting it, because I think that's something that can be very scary for a lot of people. Right, right. Absolutely. So, so in terms of when you talk about it and you're expressing gratitude, those next steps, a lot of folks leaning more into that stigma, uh, they might be afraid to reach out to somebody. They might be afraid to maybe even express the gratitude. They might have a hard time finding that. What tips would you give to somebody that has embraced the situation? They say, okay, look, this is, this is, this is what it is. I'm doing what I can, but it's still too much. What tips would you say would be the first step someone can take to maybe forgetting about what society thinks and, and, and making that call? Well, my advice for that person would be to find someone else to help, to find someone that maybe, I don't want to say worse off than them, but to find someone that needs help. Because sometimes while we do need to acknowledge it and while we do need to own our feeling, sometimes we can get up all in our feelings a little bit too much. Sometimes we need to get a little bit out of ourselves and a little bit over ourselves. And if we... Uh, can find someone else to help someone that either they need something physical, you know, a meal, or, you know, a, a ride somewhere. If they need something emotional, just someone to talk to on the phone, someone, to, you know, a card in the mail. If we can pour ourselves into somebody else, not only do they feel better, we feel better. And we don't even have to necessarily, you know, acknowledge or ask help from somebody else, we're just automatically going to feel better if we're reaching out and helping other people. Um, and then, you know, you just never know the ripple effect of that's going to happen when you help someone and then they feel better and then they may be able to help someone. And then because you feel better, you're able to help someone else. And so um, that would probably be my, my next step of advice for someone who's just kind of caught in that vicious little cycle of, I know I'm scared and I know I shouldn't be and I'm doing the best I can, but I still don't know what to do. Then, you know, find someone else that needs something. Yeah. And, and that's so true because I, I always say uh, Christmas is the happiest time of the year, not because of the gifts that everybody's getting. It's because of the gifts that everyone has the opportunity to give because what makes somebody feel better than being needed, being wanted, right. being, being someone that is they're thankful to have. Um, so mm -hmm. that's definitely the best way if somebody is, I love how you said it, we can get all in our feelings sometimes. <laughs> I know I do. Guilty. Get <laughs> <laughs> in our feelings and we're, we're kind of woe is me or, or having a hard time breaking out of that. But the amazing thing is by just helping somebody else, it makes us feel good to help that person and just the reciprocity there, the, the things that come back to you 
are tenfold when you when you're actively out there helping the world. Uh, we're almost coming up to our time here, J Hope. I just want to give folks an opportunity to to get one last tidbit from you in terms of of uh, where they can get more of your your stuff on your blog. Maybe some blogs that you're working on now. Some some topics that we haven't spoken about yet. Well, um, everything is under. I have a website. My website is www.hopeboulevard.com. Um, from my website, there's a link to my book, uh, which is on Amazon, but you can also uh, get it through my website. And it is called Midlife Joyride, Love in the Single Lane. Um, the uh, My social media accounts are all on my website. I have a Facebook and a Twitter and an Instagram account. I do try to post daily uh, positive motivational quotes. And um, I am the newest thing that I'm trying to do is a YouTube channel. Um, that's very scary for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm a writer. I'm not an entertainer, but um, I, I am delving into uh, a YouTube channel. The link to that's also on my website. So pretty much everything that I do can be accessed through my website. I'd love to have your listeners come check it out. All of my blog archives are there. Um, and you know, I, that's, there's a whole lot of information there. I love that. I love that. And because you're a writer, I know you love to write. Do you have another book in the works that you're working on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I don't. I'm not going to lie. I don't. I had thought about it. Um, it was, it was very challenging. Um, I'm not a marketer. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing I learned through all of it is I'm not very much of a marketer. Um, there is some thought in the back of my head of doing a fiction. Um, but, um, I don't really have, I don't really have any plans in the works at this point. I'm just, you know, I'm just happy putting out the blogs and, and getting the word out on a regular basis that people all out there just need to hope with abandon. Absolutely. And I hope people take that advice. Um, any tips? This is a selfish question because, um, I'm going to be working on an outline for a book of my own. Any tips you would give to someone that might want to take on that endeavor? (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I mean, honestly, the self, self-publishing, self I think, is a really good route, unless you have someone that's already backing you up. I think that's a good route. The biggest thing is is you need a marketing plan, honestly. I mean, if you've got a good, solid marketing plan, that's just about as helpful as anything else. That's probably more than half of actually to putting the book together. All right. Great to know. And I hope our listeners get some value from that too, because I know a lot of our <laughs> listeners are ambitious and hey, they might be working on books as well. Well, Jay Absolutely. Hope, Use this time wisely. Absolutely. They have plenty of time right now. And maybe that's one of the things they could start doing while practicing gratitude to help them hold on to that hope. Uh, I hope our listeners got a lot of value from here. Some of the things you said in terms of everybody has bad days, I don't think truer words have been spoken on this podcast before. And the thing that it's okay to be afraid. There's a stigma around us feeling the pressure around us. There's a stigma about letting it get to us. And we put on this shell, this armor that we have to be strong, but it simply isn't the case. We're all going through tough times. We all have tough times. I heard someone say once before, people aren't broken. They just have periods of brokenness. So it's, it's okay to be broken for a short period of time unless you, you, you seek help. You'll always be broken. I love it. The, the saying is what? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So if if you don't say anything, no one will know anything's wrong. So it is okay to be afraid and find someone else to help. I think that's something that a lot of us can, can do now. 
we can literally stop listening right. to this podcast and do right away. So Jay Hope, thank you so much. It, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much. Seth. I very much appreciate the opportunity. You have a great day. You too. My pleasure. And to all the listeners, as we always say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't have the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow. The No Rain, No Rainbows podcast is recorded at Camaraderie, a collective workspace in Greenville, South Carolina, right off the Swamp Rabbit Trail. If you're looking for a place to grow your business, network with other professionals, and establish your own workspace, Camaraderie is the place to do so. Get access to high-speed internet, private showers and towel service, free methodical coffee, and free beer on tap. For more details, be sure to head over to camaraderiecowork.com or hit the link in the show notes and find out how you can lock in your space with rates starting at just $99 a month. Be sure to tell them that Ted sent you and try it out for free. You never know, you just might find a new home at Camaraderie. Let's grow.